from the PSIA ASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado. I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair. And we are on the line with Dustin Kraus, who just finished a pretty extraordinary journey. Dustin, thank you very much for taking the time to chat with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Now, you just traveled cross-country in an electric vehicle, in a pretty special electric vehicle at that. Can you tell us about the Volkswagen ID4? Yeah, definitely. So this is our new electric compact SUV, so similarly sized to a lot of the cars that you're seeing sold today. It's the most common uh, segment of vehicles sold. So if you're thinking, you know, what is one of those kind of size, like maybe like a Toyota RAV4 or or a Honda CRV or even a VW Tiguan. So a really nicely sized car that now is electric from the ground up. And we drove that car from New York City to Sacramento the long way. So over 7,000 miles of driving, zero emissions. So it was really fun. That is spectacular. And could you touch on Volkswagen's uh, relationship with PSIA, ASI, uh, just for a minute? Because uh, it's pretty nice. I really am enjoying my little golf sport wagon. Yeah, so we work with the organization because we just think there's a synergy there, obviously, with the great outdoors and with what VW is all about, an adventure. And what we did here was actually bring people back into uh, what I think VW is all about and even what you stand for, which is, um, you know, certainly uh, uh, adventure and and taking, um, you know, new technology for us to the limit, right? We wanted to show that with an electric car, you can start in New York and without a heck of a lot of planning, um, drive over 7,000 miles. So, uh, yeah, really cool synergies between the two of us uh, and uh, even more uh, as we think as we get into uh, electrification. Well, I'd really like to get into detail about your trip because uh, I didn't know a 100% electric vehicle could go on a long drive, especially a 7,000-mile trip. I think you're not the only one, you know, and what we're looking to do with EVs here at VW is really democratize them. You know, we've been here before, uh, you know, we made 40 plus years ago, we, um, we had the Beetle on the market, we had the VW bus, and that, that car really brought mobility to the masses. And now what we want to do is bring e-mobility to the masses, so electric mobility. And um, how we focused on that is really solving three things. The first one being a price point. The price point of the ID4 um, starts at under $40,000. Uh, and in Colorado, there's actually state incentives and there's a federal incentive. So in Colorado, uh, where you're at, you'd actually get that car for under $30,000 after all the cool incentives that come on electric cars. So really affordable vehicle. The second thing is that it has a 250-mile range. Uh, and depending on how you drive, you might actually get a little better than that. But, you know, real-world range. It's about the same as you get in a gas tank. Uh, and the third thing is the ID4 can charge very rapidly. So... We stopped at what uh, uh, through a network of charging stations that across the USA uh, called Electrify America, and uh, Electrify America allows us to stop and charge in about thirty minutes, and we're back on the road. Uh, so that's what we did. We stopped at just over thirty stations across the USA, and uh, made it over seven thousand miles. And the best part is that we were zero emissions, but we were also zero cost because the ID4 comes included with three years of included charging through Electrify America. So if a customer that buys 94 wants to do the same trip like we did, it wouldn't cost them anything. Wow. Now, that brings up another question. You said this was without a lot of planning. And that's something that I've always thought, too, with an electric vehicle, is you've got to figure out where charging stations are. Was that an issue at all? With these fast charging stations I was telling you about, not really. They're about 90 miles apart in general. Uh, and they're generally located at a big box retailer. 
Uh, and where we would stop, you know, it was generally the point of time in a trip that we'd want to do a bio break and get some water and do some other things. So uh, it was easy. Uh, the one part of planning that we did look towards is where we're going to stay for those evenings that we're actually going to be recharging ourselves. So we made sure that the hotels that we we're staying at had had charging as well. Uh, and we never had an issue with that either. We just that was the planning that we really had to take, which is to make sure the place that we were staying overnight had some electric vehicle charging. In every case, we found a place that did. And that wasn't that difficult either. So, you know, this trip was really about proving that the car's capability, but that it's much easier now to live with an EV every day. And you have the same sort of freedom that you'd have with uh, an internal combustion car. But in this case, some of that ownership is actually free. You know, we're, we were able to drive this car 7,000 miles at no cost. And we thought that was going to be an important thing to highlight. Now, okay, you've debunked the myth that an electronic car can uh, go long distances. There's no way that that vehicle would handle well in snow and ice, though. Uh, you know, you'd be surprised. And, and that's, again, why we took sort of the long way uh, out to Sacramento. So we started in New York on a beautiful New York spring day. But then as we were on our way to the Windy City in Chicago, my hometown, we were actually greeted with a beautiful spring snowstorm so about four inches of snow not quite what you'd have in um the dead of winter or in colorado there but the car handled masterfully uh in that also we were driving the rear wheel drive version of the car uh and uh it's sort of a misnomer about rear wheel drives in the snow the car handled perfectly there's a battery pack the, the actual technology that drives the car through the battery pack is in the lowest centermost part of the car so it's very planted uh and does well in driving all kinds of weather we drove through snow we drove through really heavy thunderstorms and rain where there were tornado warnings. We drove through the desert, through the mountains. Uh, we were about everywhere, and uh, the car, car performed perfectly. And for those folks that want an all-wheel drive version, they're in luck because that version of the car also will come out later this year. So we'll both have a rear-wheel drive, all-wheel drive, and it will conquer all climate. So no worries there. And not to ask a, a foolish question, which I'm very well known for, but... <laughs> Uh, would all-wheel drive put extra charge on the battery? Would that affect range? Uh, it seems to affect gas mileage a little bit with a combustion engine. You know, the thing that's interesting about all-wheel drive and electric car is that you're effectively getting two engines uh, in this case. We're going to put an electric motor between the rear wheels, like we do with the rear-wheel drive version, and a smaller motor on the front wheels. And what that does is actually give the car an additional 100 horsepower, so, you know, it's actually a little bit quicker. Uh, but uh, electric motors... Uh, actually regenerate some power when you lift off the accelerator. So you're getting double the amount of regenerative uh, power back to the battery pack too. Because it's a little additional power, you might see slightly less range, but because of that regeneration that you're going to get from driving around town, you know, it's really not going to be much of a trade-off. So I don't think you'll see a huge um, difference in range, maybe a little less, but pretty comparable to the standard rear-wheel drive version too. So how about, you know, if the vehicle's in cold weather and you're having to use the heater or if it's really hot and you're using air conditioning again, are those things that will affect your range? Uh, they can slightly, but the car is extremely efficient. Um, so, you know, we were driving in the cold weather of Chicago and really performed just about as well as we did anywhere else. Maybe a few percentage less because, of course, we're using things like the heater and others, but... Um, really not too bad. Also, the car is quite smart. So I could literally talk to the car and say, hey, turn on my heated seats, turn on my heat, and control the car. And it's going to make sure that it's modulating itself for the best efficient driving. So you could see a small percentage of difference. But because of those charging stations now so you know 
readily available, it never really came up to be too much of a concern. And again, this is not a hybrid. It is 100% electric. 100% electric. No oil, no gas, none of that. So to get back to your trip, what were some of the most interesting stops you had along the route? And I'm just wondering what kind of comments and feedback you got from people <laughs> that you that you met along the way. Yeah, we met all kinds of people. Uh, you know, and we we traveled, like I said, from New York to Sacramento the long way. So we started in New York, went down to DC and then over to Chicago. Chicago snowstorm, then down through the center of the US all the way to Florida. And we didn't start west, uh, our voyage west for many days, uh, you know, into the trip. So some of my favorite stops, I had never been to Savannah, Georgia before. I found it absolutely beautiful. Um, very, it was just like a, a wonderful night, the night that we were there. Uh, so we had fun. Uh, we also went to Marfa, Texas, which is a place I'd always, always read about, but it's so hard to get to. Uh, so that was doing sort of double duty, proving that, you know, going to a place that's relatively remote, an EV can get there easily. And I get to see something I've always wanted to see. Uh, and then we drove through Joshua Tree on our way um, into California. And we wanted to show that even in the desert or a little bit off-road, that the ID4 handles great. And it was another place that I'd never been and I'd always wanted to see. So, you know, we uh, we took advantage of this. You know, we've been inside for a long time. Luckily, I was able to get a, a COVID vaccine before I left. So, you know, I wanted to take advantage and see the country uh, as best I could. You know, kind of kill two birds with one stone. Is the ID4 available to the public at this time? Yeah, it's been out to the public for about the last three weeks. Uh, so the first deliveries are just starting to happen. A lot of activity and people taking test drives and wanting to learn all about it. Uh, and it's just a, a huge success so far. Now, PSIA, ASI members, we do have a partner program with Volkswagen. And uh, members would log into the Pro Offers page at thesnowpros.org. Click on the Volkswagen logo for all the details on the plan. Uh, Dustin, anything you would like to add? In conclusion, no, I would, I would just say, please go check out the car. I think you'll, uh, anyone that test drives, it's sort of that aha moment. Uh, you know, really, when you get behind the wheel of an electric car, you start to see really a lot of the benefits come to life. The car is extremely fun to drive. Uh, it's very efficient. It's got a lot of space. It's good looking. Uh, kind of anything, you, anything you want out of a car, this thing delivers it. So go check it out in person. The car is now at your local VW dealer. Uh, we're also doing a nationwide test drive tour where you can drive the car in other locations. You find information on that at vw.com. And um, yeah, t take a look. I think um, uh, you'll really enjoy it. Dustin Krauss, it's been great visiting with you. Thanks very much for taking the time to chat with us on First Chair. Thank you very much. It was great. From the PSIA ASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. <laughs>